Morality 25, uh, secular views on capital punishment. So this is where uh, we look at secular views, non-religious views on capital punishment. So you, you've been asked to um, analyse and apply the two um, things together and obviously go into the strengths and weaknesses of it. So the first one I want to mention is obviously Amnesty International. It's a non-religious organisation and can be brought in here. Amnesty International used the Universal Declaration of Human Rights as their the founding principles. Um, Article 3 says that the person has a right to life. Article 5 says that the person has a right not to be tortured. Therefore, Amnesty International are, are wholeheartedly against the death penalty. The reason I mention this is because if you're asked religious views, plural, there's no limit how many you can bring in. And this is what I call probably um, not uh, sensitively named the shotgun approach, where you, you fire and try and hit as many different targets as you, as you possibly can. Um, so, um, the first view that I want to look at is utilitarianism um, and how you apply utilitarianism to, to capital punishment. And utilitarianism, right, is whatever brings the most amount of happiness to the most number of people. This is the greatest happiness principle and it's the foundation of all utilitarian moral decisions. So, as with all utilitarianism, the first thing we do is identify everyone has been, so everyone who's involved in it. Let's assume that we've sentenced someone to death and they're currently on death row just now. Okay, so who would be involved in this? Well, the victim, the victim's, oh sorry, the victim's dead, sorry. So the victim's family, the criminal, the executioner, um, the prison staff, the courts, the criminal's family, and possibly the criminal's lawyer. And then beyond that, we've got society as well. I'll leave them out just now. So remember that utilitarian will agree with any action that maximises pleasure and minimises pain. So we look, will the victim's family be happy or sad that the person's dead? Well, it could go either way. Let's assume they're going to be happy because revenge has been sought, etc. However, you could ask, you could argue that if the... Um, if the victim's family is forgiven, then they'd be happy with him being forgiven. But let's just say that the guy wants, the, sorry, the family wants revenge. So the victim's family are going to feel pleasure. They're going to be satisfied. The executioner has a job and they get to fulfil the job. So he too, or she too, will be satisfied. The prison staff will be satisfied, again, because they've fulfilled their function. And the courts, again, satisfied. The criminal will be unhappy, they'll feel pain. The criminal's family may also feel pain. Again, this could be argued that they may want that to happen. And the criminal's lawyer for losing may also feel pain. The overall happiness um, outweighs the overall pain. So utilitarian would be for the death penalty in this situation. However, that could change at any moment as soon as the, the balance goes the other way. As soon as more pain is felt, then it's utilitarian would say it's, it's a wrong action to take. So if public opinion suddenly swayed, remember I said before that 55% of Americans are for capital punishment. However, if public opinion changed, and let's say that 10% were actually for it, it doesn't matter how many families or anything that's involved, the majority of, of people involved in capital punishment would be against it, so they'd always be against uh, capital punishment in, in, in that regard. Um, and that's, that same thing can be used for an act utilitarian, because acts utilitarians focus on the single action. The problem when you speak about this in an analysis question is you speak generally about utilitarianism, and then you try and speak about act utilitarianism. However, you, you end up repeating yourself, because act utilitarianism is, is, is the same as general utilitarianism, because you're applying it to one specific scenario. Real utilitarianism is more interesting, obviously, because it considers happiness in the long term. And what we need to consider with each of these people being involved, and more importantly, society, is would society be happier um, in the long term? What if in the long term the person was found out to be guilty? What if the person was innocent? Would society be okay with us executing um, guilty people? Um, a real utilitarian could argue, no, that it would feel pain. So 
when utilitarians look at the um, the net happiness versus net pain, a real utilitarian could argue that net pain outweighs um, net happiness, and therefore um, capital punishment is wrong. This is something that um, is argued by current utilitarians, for example, um, uh, Peter Singer. Um, Bentham and Mill, the two philosophers that, 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 that coined utilitarianism, um, they were not against the death penalty. Mill argued that um, if a person had no possible uh, chance of release from prison, then it was okay to murder them, um, because the, the happiness for the prisoner would be to, to get it over and done with quite quickly. This obviously can be an argument against capital punishment, that it's an easy way out sort of thing. Um, but utilitarians, for the most part, are for capital punishment, because the act generates more, more happiness. How would a Kantian view? Um, well, Kant, Kant views are a wee bit more difficult. There's the real version and there's a version we teach you higher. Um, the real version is actually Kant was for the death penalty. Um, this came up at marking um, a, a few years back. And uh, yeah, well, the, the, the result, the answer is basically show you're working. It's how you get there as well or not you can, you can justify it. Kant was actually for the death penalty. Um, however, Generally, we teach you to argue against that the camp was was against the death penalty, and it's how we get there that that, that matters, not necessarily whether or not we're right and wrong. So, Kant doesn't involve the consequences; it only involves the action itself. So, Kant wouldn't care about protecting society from the 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 criminal, deterring other criminals, and because it's 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 a consequence of the act. Kant would only be considered with the action itself, executing the murderer. Okay, so whether or not capital punishment is morally right, or morally, more sorry, morally right or morally wrong, would depend on how the maxim passes the categorical imperative. So if we think of a um, a maxim such as if someone murders, then they should be executed, that's our maxim, our moral law. Then we have to test to see if it's right or not, and to do this, we put it through the, the categorical imperative. The first test is universalization. Can every single person everywhere follow this maxim? If someone murders someone, then they should be executed. Well, yeah, people can people can follow that. Everyone everywhere can follow that same maxim. Everyone has the resources to follow that same maxim. Um, so it passes the first test. It can be universalised. However, the second one, means to an end, asks, does it respect the person and not use them as a means to an end? This is the bit that's not clear. The person does seem to be the focus on the maxim, Okay, that they're not being used as a means to an end as such, that the person is an end in themselves because the death penalty would serve the person and um, being executed. Um, so this is where the sort of confusion comes from, that it's the respective person means to an end. The person's not strictly being used as a means to an end, the person is an end in themselves. However, it goes back to the first bit. Are we respecting them as a person? Are we respecting them um, as, a, as a human being? Um, the ones who say yes will say, well, yeah, we're, we're treating them equally, so um, we're treating them, um, we're executing them equally, so justice is served, and everyone is equal and before justice. However, Kantian ethics, and I didn't mention this in the podcast, but I did mention it in class, Kantian ethics are, uh, revolves around goodwill, acting on a good act and um, having the will to, to, to act on this goodness. We need to ask, is executing criminals acting out of goodwill towards the criminal. Of course we can say it's acting out of goodwill towards the victim, but is it good acting towards goodwill towards that person by us um by us executing them? Most Kantian people would, would even though Kant was for the death penalty, most of us will come down the line that no Kant would actually be against capital punishment. Um 
simply because the motivation um, and the goodwill behind the action and the fact that it's not respecting the individual term. So you can see that the canteen side of capital punishment can be quite confusing, but it's the working and how we get there that picks up the marks for um, evaluative and um, uh, uh, analysis questions.